Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. to today in sports betting for Thursday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there who always wants to be Irish on this day. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can find me at Doug underscore Reed 34 on Twitter. That's R-E-I-D 34 on Twitter. Any comments, thoughts, feedback, always appreciated. Just send me a DM. We can chat there. Uh, before I get started, though, I do want to give you out two other Twitter accounts that I highly recommend you check out. One is our Ethos Wagering, just it's a Ethos, E-T-H-O-S, Wagering. You get tips, thoughts, comments throughout the day. When we send out free plays, they go there on all different sports from our uh, wagering crew. And also, if you're a fantasy basketball fan, check us out at Ethos Fantasy BK, BK for basketball. Single most dominant fantasy basketball feed out there you get all the nba news in one handy twitter feed constantly throughout the days you'll get lineups you'll get players who are out last minute great uh, resource for gambling as well as for any fantasy basketball again that's fantasy bk on twitter and before we get started uh if you're a fan of props i highly recommend you check out our new partner at thrive fantasy that's t-h-r-i-v-e fantasy prop up with thrive fantasy on their mobile app or you can go to thrivefantasy.com and use the code ethos, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% match bonus on your first $100 and two or four free play, free game tickets. Pick player props on the biggest names every night. Score points when your props hit. And at the end of the night, the player with the most points wins a share of the nightly prize. If you're looking for prop information, you can also check out our Ethos DFS team. Uh, we give a regular update on our site if you're a member. And there's a podcast that comes out quite regularly with great DFS info for uh, daily fantasy basketball, as well as that'll help you with the props. So again, if you're interested in prop games, check out thrivefantasy.com and use the code ethos when you sign up. So the madness begins today with 16 games starting off the NCAA tournament. And that's what I'm going to hit on. I'm going to go through all 16 games, just quick thoughts and comments on them. We start at 1215 in the East. In the South region, you have number six, Colorado State, against number 11, Michigan. Michigan is a two-point favorite, total 136.5. I'm actually on Colorado State. I got them yesterday at plus 1.5. The line's moved to two, so plus two is even better. Um, I think this matchup, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a great game to start the tournament. should be quite tight. Both teams very good in offense. As far as adjusted efficiency, uh, they're back-to-back. Michigan's the 19th best in the country. And Colorado, the 20th best. In defense, they're pretty close as well in adjusted efficiency. Michigan, the 88th in the country. And Colorado State, the 84th. Uh, I think this will be a tight game. Why I like Colorado a little is in the offensive metrics, they just get a little bit of a slight nod. And on the defensive side as well. Two-point shooting, for example, they're the 10th best in the country. Uh, Michigan is the 53rd best in the country. But on defense, Michigan's only the 220th best in the country. While Colorado State is 211th. When it comes to free throws, both teams are good, but in a close game, Colorado gets a slight nod. They're hitting 77.4% of their free throw shots, versus uh, which is 19th best in the country, actually, 
versus Mich- Michigan, which is still well above average, 74.6, but they're 85th in the country. So I think in a tight game, uh, the offense leads a little to Colorado uh, with Juwan Howard coming back for Michigan. We're back for Michigan as their coach. Uh, I don't know that that's a huge boost, to be honest with you. And I think this, like I said, should be a close game. I see Colorado with a little bit of an offensive edge and the free throw shooting leans to them. I also think this game over the 136 and a half, I think there'll be lots of buckets and I think it'll be close. So in an elimination game like this and all the tournament games are elimination games, obviously, uh, but you're going to get some late game fouling and should be able to um, score some buckets, score some buckets with the clock off, which always helps. Next game at 1240 p.m. in the East is in the Midwest. Number four, Providence uh, faces off against number 13, South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits uh, come in as three-point underdogs. So Providence is minus three. Total, 148.5. I actually like South Dakota. I'd like them to potentially pull the upset, uh, but I took them uh, taking the points. So catching the three points. Uh, here, I, I, the way they've been playing, they are one of the most high-powered offensive teams in the country. They are the number one three-point shooting team. They hit 44.2% of the three-point shots. That is far and away the best in the country. Uh, from inside the arc, they hit 56.3% of their shots, ninth best in the country. Free throw th- shooting, they hit 76%, which is 38th best in the country. Compare that to Providence, who on three points are 133rd best, two points, 188th. And free throws... They're 149th. So the Jackrabbits get the nod offensively, but this is a game of a contrast in style. South Dakota is the 15th fastest team. Providence is 288, so a team that likes to slow the ball down. Uh, I think in a neutral site, uh, it'll be a little harder for Providence to, to slow the game down. And I mean, I mean that, that's their skill, and they, they, do, they do a good job at it. I just think that uh, the Jackrabbits, if they're hitting their three balls, are going to be tough to compete with. And uh, I've actually got them winning a couple rounds in the tournament. So I'm high in South Dakota State. So I'm willing to take this. I like Providence a lot too. I think this is a very tough matchup. I would like to see these teams play other teams because I would like to have them both going a couple rounds. But in this head-to-head matchup, I'm going to take the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State catching the three points. Moving down to the West Bracket, 1.45 p.m. You have number eight, Boise State, at number nine, Memphis. And the number nine, Memphis, is the favorite here of three points. Total 133.5. And And I'm actually on Memphis. I like the way they've been playing. Uh, The biggest, the Achilles heel that everybody cites is their turnover rate. Right now, they are 352nd of 358 teams in turnovers uh, in the country. So a terrible mark. However, a lot of that, I think, has changed since they've gotten healthy. They've got all their players back. They've played really well. The last um, four or five weeks, beat Houston twice in the regular season, lost to them in the conference championship. But I like what Penny Hardaway is doing there. And I like this offense. Uh, as far as adjusted efficiency in offense, they're 49th in the country. And Boise State is 78th. And on defense, Boise State is the 19, 19th best in adjusted efficiency. Memphis is 33. So both two very good defensive teams. I just like the athleticism, the skill that Memphis brings. I just think they're a better um uh, a better athletic team, a little longer team. So they should be able to cover. This is going to be a close game. And I think it's out west. So it's a bit of a home court advantage for Boise State. But I do like the Tigers to pull this one out. Uh, the next game is our first number one seed. 2 p.m. East regional game. We have number one Baylor at playing Norfolk State. Baylor's minus 20 and a half. Total 137 and a half. I am not on this game at all. I think Baylor wins. Baylor wins easy. But Baylor is a little beat up. They're missing... 
Um, some of their t- some of their their main players, obviously Jonathan Chachamwa is out for I believe the season, and CJ Cryer is out as well. So Baylor had a great record during the regular season, number one seed. I think they're in for a tough tournament. I think they maybe go two rounds, maybe three, but they're going to run into a bit of a wall when they don't have that those uh, star players. They still have Adam Flagler and James Akinjo, so they are still an elite team, and they've got a good chance to make some noise. But being a number one ranked team, I think they're going to. Um, be taken down in a few rounds. However, I think they easily get by Norfolk State. Uh, if I had to lean here, I would lean to Norfolk State covering this big number. Um, but I think Baylor wins wins fairly easy. The next game, 2.45 p.m. Eastern, is in the South Region. Number three, Tennessee, takes on number 14, Longwood. The Volunteers find themselves 18-point favorite, total 132. Uh, I'm not on this game either. If I had to side, just because the number's so big, I would side to Longwood. Tennessee doesn't tend to... Uh, run up the score. They are a fantastic team. They've been playing really well. I think uh, they're going to get out coached somewhere down the line this tournament. Not a big fan of Rick Barnes in the tournament, but they have a 30 be- 35th best offense in terms of offensive efficiency versus Longwood's at 111th. But the thing is, on the defensive side, Tennessee is the third highest ranked team in the country in adjusted efficiency on defense. Longwood's 190th. So I think Tennessee wins, wins easy. Do they cover the 18? I would put it more about a 15, 16 point spread. So if I had to take a side, I would be on Longwood, but I'm not touching this game. The next game at 310 in the East is in the Midwest bracket. Number five, Iowa is a 10 and a half point favorite over Richmond. Now I like Iowa here. Uh, I don't like them at 10 and a half points. Uh, I can actually see Richmond pulling out. Richmond's a very senior. I think they start four seniors and a junior. So a very experienced team. And Iowa's been playing some great ball coming off a Big Ten championship. Surprise Big Ten championship, but playing quite well. Um, As far as adjusted efficiency in offense, Iowa is the number two ranked team in the country. But Richmond's no slouch at number 70. So well above average. On the defensive side, Iowa's 77th best and Richmond is 105th best. Um... Like I said, I think Iowa is the better team, but I just think that Richmond has the ability to keep this game very close. Neither team turns over the ball. On offense, Iowa is the third best at protecting the ball in the country, but Richmond is the ninth best. So I think you're going to see a very tight game. Uh, I would put this at maybe a two-possession spread, so maybe in the five, six-point range. So happy to take 10.5 with Richmond in this game, and a total of 150.5. Um, Iowa likes to score. They're much better at home. I would lean to the under. I'm not on this number, but I would lead to the under uh, in this game. The next game up is the next number one seed at 4.15 p.m. in the East from the West region. The number one seed overall, Gonzaga, takes on Georgia State. The Zags are 22.5 point favorites and Georgia's uh, total 149.5. And I'm actually on the Zags here. I don't usually like laying such a big number, uh, but I think Gonzaga is the kind of team in the tournament they'll just get up early and cruise and they don't tend to take their foot off the break when they beat teams they beat them bad so i could see them uh winning this by 24 25 points this number actually came down i think it opened at about 25 and a half so it's come down so you're getting a little bit if you're on gonzaga you're getting a better number at 22 and a half um actually i think it's even come down more as i look 22 and a half it was late last night it's at about 20 and a half now so an even better number uh if you're on baylor like i am total one th- Totals uh, come way down to 138. Uh, I would look. I would look to the over there again. I think Baylor runs and gets the score. I could see them putting up 80 plus points here and winning this game quite easily. The next game of the first eight is the eighth game. Sorry, to start the day, 
4.30 in the East, you have number eight, North Carolina, against number nine, Marquette. Now, I know everybody, uh, the trendy pick here seems to be the upset. Not a huge upset. A lot of people think Marquette should have been a six or seven seed. And a lot of people think that North Carolina is overrated. They had that big win in Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor um, to beat Duke. And then they flamed out in the ACC, early in the ACC tournament. I just think they have the athletes. They're a little longer team. Um, and I think they are a little better offensive team. As far as offensive efficiency, UNC is the 26th best in the country. Marquette is the 59th best. As far as defensive efficiency, Marquette wins that. They're the 44th best, but UNC is the 64th best. So two very strong teams. One thing that I think could be a big difference, and here's the my theory on the athletes on North Carolina and, and their length. As far as offensive rebounding, they are UNC's 102nd best in the country, so top third, where Marquette is 330th of 358 D1 teams. So they really struggle offensively rebounding the ball. And on the flip side of that, UNC is the second best defensive rebounding team in the country, while Marquette is 306. So UNC wins the battle of the boards at both ends. And I think in a close game, which this should be, that's going to favor them a lot. And when it comes to free throw percentage in a close game, both teams are good. But again, UNC gets a nod. They hit 77.2% of their free throw shots, which is 21st best in the country. Marquette hits 74.7% of their free throw shots, which is 76th best in the country. Um, And one thing that does stand out to me as far as three-point shooting, both teams are quite good at this. UNC comes in draining 36.2% from beyond the arc, 52nd best in the country. And Marquette is at 34.7, sorry, 105th in the country. Uh, They tend to take a lot of three-point shots. So if those are hitting... That, that's that's Marquette's key. They're going to have to be hitting a lot of three balls because they're not going to be rebounding. They're not going to get a lot of second chance points. I just don't think they have that in them. They had a good run in kind of mid to late January where it looked like they were finally turning it around and buying into Shaka Smart system. And then they slowed down um, through February. So good team. I could see Marquette pulling out the win, but happy to take uh, the Tar Heels here. Uh, I'm just checking the line. It was minus three and a half late last night. I think it's still around there. Yeah, still minus three and a half, total 152. If anything, I might look to the under here. Uh, I think the UNC has ability to slow down Marquette and play some good defense. Although when you look at the pace, Marquette is the fifth fastest team in the country. There's their Shaka Smart Havoc um, playing uh, through right there. And UNC is the 74th fastest team. So two fast two fast teams for sure. Uh, I just think uh, the Tar Heels are the better team and should be able to pull that win out. As we go to the back half of the schedule, starting at 6.50 p.m. in the east, in the west region, you have number five, UConn, playing number 12, New Mexico State. And UConn's currently a six and a half point favorite, total 132. I am on UConn here, just trying to pull it up here. I'm on UConn. Uh, I think they could probably win by seven or eight, so happy to get to six and a half. Uh, When I look, both these teams play fairly slow. UConn is the 210th fastest team, uh, New Mexico State 281st fastest team. But as far as offensive efficiency, UConn is the 22nd most efficient team, where New Mexico State's the 86th. But on defense, UConn is the 36th best team in adjusted efficiency, whereas New Mexico State is 73rd. So two very good teams. I just like uh, UConn. Also on the offensive boards, the second best offensive rebounding team in the country. Although New Mexico State is no slouch at 40, uh, number 41 as well. So I, I just think a slightly better offense, more experience, 
playing their year. And uh, they had a good year in the Big East against tougher competition. So I leaned, leaned on the Huskies not just to win, but to also cover um, this six and a half point spread. The next game we have at 7.10 p.m. in the East. It is also in the East region. Number two, Kentucky faces off against number, number 15, St. Peter's. Uh, the Wildcats find themselves as 18-point favorites here, total 132. Too big a spread for me to touch. Um, I'm actually, I, if I had to lean, I would probably lean Kentucky. Uh, they have the ability to score and run up the score as well. Um, but I just think that laying 18 points, just checking to make sure it's still an 18-point line. Laying 18 points is a few too many for me. Uh, yeah, still an 18-point line, total 132. So this game's a stay away for me, but if I had to lean, I would lean Kentucky. Another East Region game at 7.20 p.m. in the um, East Coast time. We have number five, St. Mary's, at number 12, Indiana. Now, a lot of people are thinking Indiana might be able to, to uh, pull out this game. It's currently a two and a half. It was three yesterday, down to two and a half for St. Mary's. I'm actually going to be on St. Mary's to cover this uh, short spread. I like the way they've been playing lately. Uh, they don't play fast. They're the 327th team as far as pace. Versus Indiana, it's about league average at 183. Um, so they don't play fast either. So it should, should be a fairly slow game. I just think St. Mary's is a little more battle-tested. Indiana uh, has been playing well with Trace Jackson Davis uh, being one of the better players in the Big Ten, I think. Uh, you're gonna, you know, he, he should be able to keep them in the game. I just like the way St. Mary's has been playing lately. Um, and as far as shooting, they get the nod to me when it comes to three-point shooting. They hit about 35.1% of their shots with his 86 best in the country versus Indiana's 33.5, 186th best. Uh, inside the arc, St. Mary's is even better. They hit 52.5% of their shots, which is 68th best. Indiana's at 51.4, 112th. And then if it is a close game, which this line indicates it could be, uh, free throw shooting is a huge lean to St. Mary's. They're 76 per, they hit 76.7% of the free throw shots, which is 27th best in the country, uh, versus Indiana only hits 69.6%, which is 247th. So I definitely lean on St. Mary's laying, those, laying the two and a half points. Next game of the night in the Midwest, 7.27 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this should be a great game, I think. San Diego State comes in against Number eight, San Diego State, plays number nine, Creighton. San Diego State finds themselves as a two-point favorite. And I'm actually on San Diego State here, uh, laying the two. Both teams play around average, slightly slower than average pace. Uh, San Diego's 173rd, Creighton's 223rd. But what I really like about San Diego State is also their defense. They're the second highest rated team as far as defensive adjusted efficiency. Creighton's number 17, so they're no slouch either. Uh, I just think San Diego State... Is a little bit stronger uh, defending all aspects of the game, but Creighton relies on the shots from inside the arc. It actually, uh, it's an interesting, uh, interesting stat here on two point shots. Creighton's 55.2% of Creighton's points this year come from inside the arc, so two point shots. That's the 64th most in the country, and they shoot it fairly well at 53.9%, the 39th best team in the country. But San Diego State is the sixth best team defending. They only give up 43.1% uh, of shots inside the arc. So what Creighton, Creighton's bread and butter is going to be challenged by San Diego State's big men. And I just think they have the ability to limit them uh, down low. On the flip side, you have um, 
also decent shooting from San Diego State. The three-point shots, they're 35.8%, which is 63rd best in the country. They struggle a little inside the arc. They're only 46.6, so 299th best in the country. And Creighton does defend as well. So I think this could be a low-scoring game. The total 120.5, I may look to the under there. I just think that um, San Diego State's defense will be able to slow Creighton down. And I think in a close game, they'll be able to eke out this uh, short two-point line. The next game in the West region, 9.20 p.m., you get number four, Arkansas, versus number 13, Vermont. Uh, I like Arkansas here. They are laying, yesterday it was five points, just making sure. Yeah, it's still at five points, total 139.5. I think I'm going to be on Arkansas minus five here. We have two very good, off, well, two decent offenses. Right now, Arkansas is 39th best in the country in adjusted efficiency. Vermont is the 40. Fifth best in the country. Um, I also think that Arkansas, you know, Arkansas played, I think, a lot stronger schedule uh, in the SEC, and they're a lot more battle tested. They've got a lot more experience, and I just think that wins out. I think they're the better team, and and laying five is close to my limit. If it were anything more than five, five and a half and above, I would stay away. Not going to be on Vermont. Uh, it's more of a stay away, but I do like Arkansas minus five. The third last game of the night is an East Region game at 9.40 p.m. And I think this one will be a great game. A lot of people are saying these are two teams that got um, didn't get the just from the committee that they deserve. Murray State is number seven team versus number 10 San Fran. Murray State comes in as a two-point favorite. I think this opened at San Fran as a favorite and it flipped to Murray State. Total 137. And uh, the narrative in this game really is San Fran is missing their big man, Mazelski, and it was rumored that he may be playing. Last I heard, he is out. So if he is out, I'm definitely on Murray State minus the two. I think the Racers have just been playing great, uh, winning their conference, and looking like a team that could upset a few. I don't think they get really much further than this because I think it's Kentucky they'd face in the next round. Um, but I think they win this game. As far as uh, shooting, or as far as offensive efficiency, adjusted efficiency, Murray State is the 34th best team in the country. San Fran is the 44th best. And on the flip side, in defense, Murray State's the 41st best, but San Fran is the 21st best. I think this is a great game. I think this these are two teams that probably would have been nice to see them play, you know, the, the lower ranks of the power conferences in a first-round game because I think both of them could upset, uh, you know, the average teams from the Big Ten, SEC, um, Big East, that kind of thing. So, unfortunately, they're matched up against each other. However, it should be a good game. I do like uh, USF. They have the ability to shoot the two, the ability to shoot the three. Neither team shoots free throws very well, which could, which is going to be an Achilles heel. Forever wins this game, I think, if they want to get uh, a couple more rounds, um, they're going to struggle because they are, right now, USF is 267th in the country in free throw shooting at 69.2. Murray State's even worse at 240th in the country at 69.8. So I'm on Murray State. I'm on the racers to keep their run going and to move on. Second last game of the night is an East Region game. We have number four, UCLA, who I've got going a fair distance in the tournament this year. I think um, they came into the season ranked potentially in the top five, some people were thinking. Struggled out of the gate, but have turned it around. And they are playing, so number four, UCLA is playing number 13, Akron. UCLA is a 13 and a half point favorite. Let me just check the line. I think it's still 13 and a half. Yep, 13 and a half, total 128. I don't think I'm going to be on this game. I like UCLA here to win. I think Akron probably covers. Uh, it's just a, just a big number to lay. You've got 
Uh, UCLA is the 14th best team in adjusted efficiency in offense, the 12th best in defense versus Akron is the 118th best in offense and 169th best in defense. So UCLA is playing in a much stronger conference, obviously in the Pac-12, which doesn't get the props it probably deserves over the season. Uh, but I think they get up early and they win this easy. I just don't know if they're going to win by 13 and a half. So a bit of a stay away from me. And then the last game of the night, uh, which probably won't be much of a game, unfortunately, at 9.57 p.m. in the Midwest region, you have number one, Kansas, playing Texas Southern. Kansas is a 21.5 point favorite, total 144.5, or 145.5, actually, it's ticked up a little. If anything, I would lead Kansas here. Kansas has the ability to blow teams out and flex their muscles, and Texas Southern is just not a very strong team. Uh, you know, you look at Texas Southern, three-point shooting, they're 275th in the country, but Kansas is 27th best team defending. Two-point shooting, they're 204th in the country. Kansas is 105th best team defending. Free throws are 307th best in the country. Kansas is 154th best in free throws. So, again, I think Kansas wins easy. Uh, it's a big number to cover, but I think they could get out there and do it. It's a stay away from me, though. Just a little too, too, many, uh, too many points to lay. So, ran through Thursday's games in the NCAA. Some fantastic games. I'm really looking forward to a few. Definitely want to see that Murray State-San Fran game. Uh, I definitely want to see uh, that Richmond game as well in Iowa. I know Iowa's a big favorite, but I think Richmond has the ability to cover. Uh, UNC Marquette will be a very good game, although I think I'm on the uh, Tar Heels. I like Memphis uh, laying three points against Boise State. And one of the early games, I love that South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I don't know if they're going to win, but they're an exciting team to watch. And catching two points against Providence, uh, happy, to, happy to take that. So hope everybody enjoyed the quick breakdown. hope you enjoyed day one of the madness. But before I go, I want to remind you uh, of a couple partners we have here. One is Manscaped. If you haven't checked them out already, go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code HOOPBALL20, so HOOPBALL20, for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. When you sign up, use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of signups, which will unlock deposit match bonuses there. So I hope everybody enjoys uh, the madness on day one. Hope you enjoy your St. Patrick's Day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow for the next 16 games of the madness. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.